Well, good afternoon, everyone. So glad you're with us on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. And on this particular program and show of the chat, we talk about people and with people who are making a difference in the lives of others, people who are serving, uh, people out there making their world a better place to live every day. And uh, not only we talk about what they do and how they do it, but what got them on that path for their life. And I'm so happy to uh, be able to have on the show today with me my friend Mike Womack. Mike is not only a uh, pastor of Salem Church, he's the executive director of Feed America First. Mike, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Dwight. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you so much for taking time to, to visit with us today. And I know I know our audience is going to be blessed and, and enjoy what you have to say. Uh, I already mentioned, Mike, that you are executive director of Feed America First. You pastor Salem Church here in town. Uh, talk about talk about you know Salem Church. First of all, did I read somewhere that that church is the oldest church in Putnam County? Am I right about that? Uh, yes, you are correct. In fact, it served as Putnam County's first courthouse. No, you're kidding me. Sure did. No kidding. I can just see Randy Porter sitting over there at Salem Church. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> what about that? The first courthouse uh you got a great group of people over there and i know they love you a lot uh talk about the ministry of salem church you've just uh you you you're pastoring there, there now and uh, serving that congregation yeah of course we're, we're like everyone else right now you're you're trying to navigate these new waters um with with a covid situation so right now we're in a situation where we're doing uh you know parking lot church we use the uh the radio transmitter to, ha- to have it outside so i mean if the if the if the temperature was comfortable enough you could you could sit outside your car but if it's not you can read or listen to it on the radio and uh salem church is known in this community for being a um a hub to uh, to give away food uh, they've had a huge food pantry for years um they, that's where our, my two ministries kind of mix a little bit um salem church has been involved with beat america first for probably 12 13 years and uh, they don't do as large of a food giveaway individual as they as they used to but what we are involved with is we help supply food to several uh, local uh, recovery groups, as well as uh, the All Good Senior Citizen Center, and and then of course Salem also hosts the uh, the food drop monthly for Feed America First, where about thirty ministries will come through once a month and pick up about thirty thousand pounds of food. So There's Salem. Um, it may not it may not look like what it always has, but it's still very involved in the community and uh, wants to uh, to to better our community. That's a, that's a, you know that reaching outside those four walls is so important. Hey, where and there, there may be somebody who wants to to attend your service there and get to know you, get to know the church. What's the address? Where is Salem Church here in Cookville? Yeah, we're we're kind of on a forgotten street. We're on, we're at N twenty one Salem Church Road. Uh, Salem Church Road is right off of Neal Street. Uh, it now has a red light at it. If you go one way on the on the on the red light, you go over to the Social Security uh, Administration area. If you go the other way to the red light, you go go to Salem Church Road. If you take a left, you go in front of Rich Froning uh, building, but if you stay with Salem Church Road, uh, it dead ends, and down there at the bottom of the hill is, is where Salem Church is located. Salem Church. Uh uh, Cookville's oldest church and uh, the county courthouse. It served as the courthouse for, for a period of time. I didn't know that. Uh, you know, let's talk about this, uh, Mike. Uh, as pastor of that church, you know, you hear people, and I hear people say sometimes, well, can you be a, uh, you know, I believe you can be a Christian without going to church, that sort of thing. How important is it, how important is it that, that, that folks find a local church and be a part of a local church as a part of their life. How important is that at this stage in, in the, in, at this stage in our country in particular? Well, you know, one thing we noticed 
um, through the last year was, you know, we obviously had to take some time off and do just virtual church, do Facebook Live and stuff like that. And we could even tell then, even with the people that were very regular into our church, they missed being around each other. Yeah. And it's so important for the fellowship and it's so important to have that body. We all, this is where I think people get confused. They think, well, I need to get my life straightened up before I come to church. Well, the church is full of people's lives that aren't straightened up. yeah. You know, and that's the beauty of it though. We can we don't we don't judge each other. Uh sometimes we may be in small groups that hold each other accountable, but we're there to love on each other and hold each other up and pick each other up. That's what the church is supposed to be about. Absolutely. Absolutely. To we gather together to edify one another, to encourage, to lift up to focus on God, and it's just so important in, my, in, in the life of the believer that at that, that, that time, I mean, uh, it, just together and together with other believers, people with the like-minded faith, and uh, to, to, as I say, encourage each other and, and worship God. I mean, that, that matters a lot, doesn't it? It absolutely does. Mike, I want to ask you also about the other ministry that you uh, you had up, Executive Director Feed America First. Talk about Feed America First, uh, what you do and how you do it. Well, we are a uh, 501c3 faith-based nonprofit. We're located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, our our number one model is we provide food to the food banks that are handing out to the individuals. Um, now, we do several times a year do large giveaways to individuals, but our main model is to equip the people in the area um, to you know to help people up, give them a hand a head a hand up, not necessarily a hand out. Uh, if you were to take a 200 mile circle around Murfreesboro. That's kind of our footprint, what we try to focus on. Uh-huh. Second Harvest Second Harvest will do a lot of metro area, and we focus on rural area. I see. Well, now, and, and you basically distribute food to the distributors of food, right? I mean, you get it into the hands of the people that are getting it into the hands of the folks who need, who need the food. Right. That's so, correct. I see. Okay. And um, what... Um, you know, if someone, maybe a pastor, maybe someone who is involved in getting uh, in getting involved in that ministry uh, in terms of distributing food or just maybe wanting to volunteer at one of your projects, how can they find you? What's the best way for someone in our audience to reach out to you and Feed America First? Well, I mean, obviously, you can go to feedamericafirst.com, all spelled out, or you can catch us on, we do, we are, uh, have a heavy presence on Facebook and Instagram, um, so either, any of those platforms will get you uh, to us and give you more information maybe about what we're doing in the in the area, or um, or it will also give you an opportunity to reach out to perhaps our volunteer coordinator that if you want to volunteer time, you can do that at our drop site that, that, that we have, you can do that in Murfreesboro where we are. Uh, um, every Thursday, we are somewhere in the state or in Alabama handing out, uh, you know, giving food away. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Salem was the Cookville uh, location for the food drop, but every Thursday we're <coughs> we're somewhere. Um, so there's those opportunities on Thursdays as well as on Wednesday nights. So Julie Vandal is our our uh, volunteer coordinator. So you would just go on the website, look at staff, find Julie, email her, and say, "Hey, I want to help. How can I be part of this?" And it's Feed America First. That's a that's the website, right? FeedAmericaFirst.com.com. Uh, we are talking with my friend Mike Womack, Executive Director of Feed America First, pastor of Salem Church here in town. And uh, Mike, is uh, the path of ministry is not something that he had really thought about or planned for his life. And we're going to hear his story, how he got on this journey of serving others when we come back. Thank you for being with us. This is the chat on News Talk 94.1.
Happy to have you with us this afternoon. I'm Dwight Henry, your host. This is a chat, our guest today, my friend Mike Womack, who is pastor of Salem Church here in Cookville, Tennessee, and also executive director of Feed America First. We learned a little about both those ministries in the first segment. Mike, um, you you come from uh, uh, a heritage of, of folks in the ministry. Uh, your grandfather was... Um, uh, well known in this area, and but but I've heard you say to me before, um, growing up being exposed to pastors and church, uh, that at one time in your life was probably the last thing you really wanted to do. Am I right about that? Yes, yeah, you're you're correct. Um, you know, I grew up at Eastwood Baptist Church. Uh, my grandfather pastored there for about uh, 12, 13 years, Raymond White, and and um, during that time, I, I spent a lot of time at his house, and as many great things as I saw, um, when you live in a parsonage right behind the church building, you also learn just how involved the pastor is day in, day out, no matter what time it is. Yeah, and and you, and you can see, I mean, you are exposed on a daily basis. And what kind of, um, I mean, you get exposed, I guess, to the, I don't know, shall we say the best of the church world or maybe the worst of the church world? I mean, people are, uh, all of us are human beings. Talk about what you saw as a young person and how that made you think at that point in time in your life, I, you know, this is probably not something that I'm going to, you know, I'm not saying you weren't a Christian, didn't want to move in that direction, but uh, why ministry maybe, uh, uh, how did it start to appeal to you? I mean, talk about that process a little bit. I mean, obviously you're heading two ministries now, so something changed along the way. Uh, talk about that journey a little bit. Well, you know, growing up in the church, you know, I was I was fortunate to be able to see those moments where uh, maybe some tragedy had happened or something like that, and my, my grandfather would, would, you know, get in the car, and a lot of times I would travel with him, and, you know, we would go to the people, you know, the person's home and, uh, you know, he would, he would love on them, pray with them, whatever needed to happen. And, and you saw all that good stuff like that, that happened. But then you also saw where, um, you know, if it was a certain Sunday message that maybe stepped on somebody's toes or something like that, and they didn't like it, well, they're, they're going to be really quick to let you know they didn't like it. And sometimes that would cause some sort of a, um, you know, stink in the church and, and, as you said, we're all human, and as long as there's human in the church, as long as we're flesh in the church, there's going to be problems. Um, but I always know the good outweighs the bad. But as I continue to uh, to grow up, you know, probably the, the greatest thing that happened to me was honestly a sports. Uh, sports kept me out of trouble. It wasn't, you know, my relationship with Christ. I, I wished I could say that it was, but it wasn't. Um, I was one of those kids when I was seven years old, went down with my buddies because they felt conviction and went down, and they had a real moment with Jesus, but I just went through the motions, and it was several years later before I realized that and, and had my own conversion with Christ. And um, so, you know, at that point, um, I was already playing, uh, you know, baseball and football, and it became very important to me. I was playing in in uh, rec leagues as well as in school, and and I knew to be able to play, I had to keep my grades up. I had to stay out of trouble. So that's what kept me out of out of trouble. And uh, as I grew, so there was a time that I kind of stayed, you know, went away from. I would go visit my grandfather's church wherever he was pastoring at, but 
I wasn't very involved for a while. And, um, and then it got to be where after my wife and I, Sherry got married, um, I really started feeling that conviction that I was supposed to do more than what I was doing. And, and I can still remember the spot on, on uh, Jefferson Avenue, right at one of the red lights there in front of Wendy's where I was, you know, sitting in the driver's seat and, and I heard an audible voice say, are you tired of running? Wow. And I looked over to my wife and said, why did you just ask me that? She said, what are you talking about? I didn't say anything. And at that, you know, at that point I'm thinking, oh no. Um, and I knew exactly where it had come from. And uh, immediately that afternoon called my grandfather and I said, well, um, apparently I'm making everyone around me miserable uh, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not following what God wants me to do. Uh, I'm ready to make that that change. Now, what do I do with it? Wow! So he kind of helped. He kind of helped me through that and walked me through it. And and uh, because of his relationship with uh, many pastors here and and things like that, I ended up my first church that I served at ended up being Midway Baptist Church as a youth pastor, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, you, I come back to that. So you're literally, um, like, you know, I had a similar experience when I was six or seven, I was in a, um, you know, I was in a church service and, and some of my friends went down and I went down because they did. I even got baptized, you know, but I went, I went down a, a non-Christian and came back up a non-Christian and, and at 13, you know, then really accepted Christ as my savior. So I had that. When, when did you come to know the Lord on a personal level? Uh, what, what uh, you, you see, you mentioned the episode there at the, at the traffic zone. You, you're married to them. So you're a grown man, right? Yeah, I was a grown man then. My life, you know, I, I accepted Christ when I was about 12. And um, 7 is when I kind of played the game. 12 is when I really accepted him, was baptized. And um, I believe that I was around 25 when that moment happened at the red light. I'll bet. I'll just bet, Mike, every time you go by that red light on Jefferson, uh, you you have a a bit of a recall about that experience. I do, and 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 just to be completely honest with anybody who's listening, sometimes it's a great moment, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's this is where all this started, you know. And ministry's tough. Yeah, but you heard uh, you use the term audible. You heard a voice that said, "When are you going to stop running?" And you thought and you thought it was your wife saying that. Oh, yes, I did. It, it was so real to me. Uh, to me, it was audible. No one will ever change my mind, but it was just for Mike. Yeah. No one else could hear that. And that one little episode, you know, I think we, I can go back to my life where one little episode after I'd been a Christian for a while, one little thing that happened, boom, got me moving in a whole different direction. Mike, you hang on. We want to talk to you some more, okay? Yes, sir. Happy to have you with us on the chat today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We are visiting with my friend, Mike Womack, who pastors Salem Church here in town. He also is the executive director of Feed America First. You stay with it with us. There's more after this.
Glad you're with us today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is a chat on News Talk 94.1. We're talking with my friend Mike Womack, who is pastor of Salem Church and also executive director of Feed America First. We were hearing about Mike's story about uh, uh, becoming to cross as a teenager, hearing that voice that said, when you're going to stop running, you called. I, w- I want to come back to this, Mike. You said you called your grandfather, Raymond White, who uh, at Eastwood Baptist Church, a well-known minister here in town, uh, that just about everybody knew who he was, I'm sure. It wasn't it great. Wasn't it great to have somebody in your life like your grandfather? I mean, talk about elaborate a little bit more on on his influence and his impact on your life. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it's he, he was a perfect person to make that uh, phone call. Um, you know, probably looking back on it, maybe I should I wished I would have probably just went down and. And, and sat with him. I'm not sure why I called him instead of just not going over there. But, um, you know, and when I first told him, he just started laughing because he knew, he knew that I had the calling on me and, and was just waiting for, um, you know, waiting for me to, to surrender to it. And many years later, we used to play a lot of golf together. And, and I asked him, I, I said, you know, Pop, I called him Pop. And I said, why, why, why did you never ask me or kind of lead me towards that? And he said, well, it was God's calling on your life, not mine. And I knew that if I got in the way, all I would do is mess it up. So his his patience in waiting for me to surrender to God and not to him or a church or a denomination or anything like that was, was very was a lot of wisdom in, in him that now I can look back and see. Uh, and I've tried to use that same thing with other people and, you know, just encourage them, but, but never push them because it's, you know, it's Holy Spirit's job to convict, not mine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? We can all be Raymond Whites to someone, can't we? I mean, we're called to uh, to be ministers of reconciliation. We're called to be ambassadors for God, and 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 our job after after someone has that kind of influence on us is we're we're, we're to have that kind of influence on someone else. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the you know the old campfire thing. I mean. You, you go stand around a campfire for a while, and when you leave, although you're not around the campfire, you still smell like the campfire. Yeah, that's um, exactly so, right. Yeah, you're supposed to take that with you and do something with it. So, Mike, you then after you had that conversation with your grandfather, Raymond White, uh, he was instrumental in you becoming youth pastor at, uh, you said, Midway Baptist Church here. That's on Old Kentucky Road in Cookville also. And, uh, well, pick it, pick the story up from there. What what happened? Uh, take us down, uh, down that road to uh, how you continue to ministry and, and your various stops along the way and what you learned and 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 um, how that moved you into what you're doing now. Well, uh, Midway, while I was there, was, was a, uh, they were very patient with me. Um, but one of the greatest lessons that I learned there, uh, Brother Jim Malone was the pastor there at the time, and, and um, he just kind of let me be myself. And like I said, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. The only thing that I knew well at that time um, was I was playing, um, I was competing in a lot of softball tournaments and things like that. So I used those connections to try to draw some young people into the church, and it, it worked. And we started a softball team, and it, it just kind of grew from there. We we had 10 or 12 youth at that time, and after softball got started, we were having 25, 30, 40 youth, and um, I only stayed at Midway for about a year, and then I moved from there to Allen's Baptist Church in Overton County, right above Livingston, and I uh, was there for about four years and uh, watched a huge um, transformation in a church, watched God move mightily through Sunday school and, 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 and church itself. We were probably at the time maybe the second second or third largest church in Overton County uh, just because God was being allowed to move uh, through that church. And um, it's funny, at that time I got several opportunities to uh, um, uh, to speak. Uh, Larry Thomas was the pastor there at that time, and he was like, Mike, I'm going to be out with you 
would you care to speak for me? And I, I had no interest whatsoever in being in a pulpit. Um, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't want that pressure. I didn't want to be in front of other people. Yeah. Interesting. Working with the youth was one thing, but that's one thing I didn't want to do. And probably my last year that I was there, I was uh, I was doing an event uh, with my drama team in, in Jamestown, at First Baptist Jamestown. And it went so well that night on a Friday night. It seems like it was around this time of year because it was a, it was a uh, Valentine's Day event. And uh, Rocky Churchill, I don't know if you know that number or not, but Rocky Churchill was the pastor at the time. He said, Mike, I love what you said this this week, and God really laid it on my heart that he wants you to share that same message with my folks on Sunday morning, if you're willing. And I just froze. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I want to do this. But I knew I couldn't say no. And so I said, yes, sir, I'll, I'll be glad to do that. And so my first Sunday ever speaking in a pulpit was at Jamestown First Baptist Church, which most people might think, well, that wasn't that big a deal. And they was it's a fairly large church. There was a couple hundred people there. But they also had it on local TV and on the radio. And that was your so first, first time. time pit, wow. It was everywhere. <laughs> wow. But you took, you know what? You had that prompting inside you. I love the phrase that you said, I knew I had to do it. It wasn't it wasn't like somebody twisting your arm, but you knew that you knew that you knew there was that inner Holy Spirit prompting that said, yeah, you need to do this. And you did it. And it began to take you down the road to where you are now. Right about that? It really did. It started opening up the pathway. Um, I think I spent one more uh, year as a youth pastor and then moved into the pulpit ministry and and you know, haven't looked back. Um, and in fact, they kind of intertwined again with Feed America First. I was I was serving in Monterey at Woodcliffe Baptist Church as their pastor when I met Lynn Bullock, who is the mission pastor at Salem, who's still there at Salem, uh-huh. and it was, was doing a great job with the food ministry, and I got introduced to that, and one Saturday, Lynn said, man, we really need some help. Would you be willing to help? And we headed down to Nashville to help to help at a uh, huge food giveaway at the fairgrounds that Feed America First was leading. So that's how I met the people at Feed America First. Wow. You know, I had a pastor one time, Mike, that um, he used this phrase, and it stuck with me through the years, unconscious preparation. You know, what, the, what, we were, what we're doing uh, is, it matters and it's important, but we're being unconsciously prepared for, you know, for what God's, for, uh, God has for us next. And it sounds like your life has been like that. Even your love for sports. I mean, God used that love for sports to draw people into the church, to get people on the softball team. And you took that step of faith at the church at Jamestown and, and we're being unconsciously prepared for, for what you're doing now. It's, good, it's just good to serve an all-knowing God, isn't it? sure is you know and and growth comes with that and you know i think about and i know you've experienced the walk to emmaus and um about in 1999 i went through the walk to emmaus and it completely changed my life because then i realized i wasn't serving a church i wasn't serving a denomination i was serving the one true god yes and uh it just it just revolutionized my life and i met a guy by the name of jim rogers and uh, he was the spiritual director on that walk. And outside of my grandfather, Jim Rogers has by far um, affected my life more than anybody else spiritually. Um, so I'm just I'm just thankful for the people that God's put in my life. You know, we're going to have to come back and have you do another show sometime on just a walk to Emmaus because you point. I've heard about that for years. I said that one of these days I'm going to do it. But your encouragement and uh, influence it caused me just just to go on that walk and participate in that, and it was it's life changing. It's an experience uh, on the short list of most significant experiences spiritually I've ever had in my life, and I really will always appreciate you for 
for getting me pointed in that direction. Mike, it has been good to talk to you, buddy, my friend, and uh, and uh, God ble- blessings in your work at uh, at Salem Church here in Cookville and uh, also as Executive Director of Feed America First. And uh, thank you for taking time to visit with us today. Well, I'm honored. I'm, I'm so thankful that you asked, and I'm very appreciative of our friendship. My guest has been Mike Womack, pastor of Salem Church, also executive director, Feed America First. So happy to have Mike with us today. Glad you could join us. Join us next week, same time for the chat right here on News Talk 94.1.